Welcome to Team Bicky's podcast for Midsummer Festival 2022. Today we are chatting with the extraordinary Gabrielle Pearson from Magella Productions. Welcome, Gabrielle. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's great to have you here. I just want to start with, it's so wonderful that you focus and project your art form based on empowerment. Um, and that's just, I find really just a very sort of simple and, and elegant way of of putting it and I, I sort of use that in my art in a way the, the notion of saying the word empowerment and, and using oh. it and how does that how did that sort of begin with Magella Productions and how did that sort of formulate? Oh thank you, uh, they're such kind words, I really appreciate that. Um, I guess it kind of started you know, I started freelance producing. I kind of um, on purpose fell into it, I suppose. I started writing and directing my own stuff. Um, I come from an acting background. And, you know, I, I didn't know the first thing about how to make something happen. I just thought I had to do it all myself. So I was also producing everything I was making. And then I realized that um, actually there's other people who can do the other roles for you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so when I started, um, I guess, putting my feelers out there and um, getting to know the industry, especially in Melbourne, um, people were asking me, you know, who do I work for? Um, so I created Magella because Magella is my middle name. So I was just like, it's an easy way to put a name to, you know, a company to make me seem a bit more established, which was great. It worked. <laughs> um, and... I initially, I was kind of just doing my own thing. I didn't really start it with any kind of intention. Um, it was more so just like for my personal career path. But as I was, uh, as I began producing, um, I started off with music videos and then got more into narrative and commercial as I went on. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I started um, working with a lot of, I suppose, male-dominated um, departments that um, I ended up feeling like I started to get uh, sexualized during mm -hmm. the course of hiring people. I felt uh, belittled sometimes, and I kind of felt that I was pushed into a corner that I felt like I didn't need to be in. And when I spoke to other women in the industry, they started expressing the same concerns. Yep. So yep. that's when I really started feeling that um, I wanted to create a space that kind of nurtured and, uh, I guess, prioritized and celebrated women, gender non-conforming and transgender creatives, because I feel like, you know, it's such a male-dominated world, and I absolutely love the men that I work with, but I just think uh, we need to prioritize everyone else for a change. <laughs> That's very true and wonderfully said. Um, I can I, I know that because I'm also in the art world and I, I can feel that too sometimes as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about As a Woman series which focused on female New Yorkers? Because um, I, I, I just watched a bit of that and it's 
it's really great and and can you tell tell us a bit of how you how you started that series yeah sure I feel like um <laughs> every sentence I'm going to say will, will start with me saying it was a total fluke because I <laughs> I went to the states um I got back when I got back was when COVID hit so oh, okay. um it was very yeah I was there for four months and I lived a little bit in LA and then a little bit in New York and I really went for a a holiday and B to just kind of put my feelers out there and meet people and you know kind of enter the world and to film over there but really no intention to work um I kind of just wanted to see what it was like over in the states um but then being a bit of a um hustler as I am um when I was in New York I just felt like I needed to create something I felt really inspired over there um and I started reaching out to um female cinematographers um and I met up with one um Bettina and we basically had a chat and I said I want to make something I don't know what um but I want to make something really cool do you want to shoot it with me and she's like yeah sure let me know once you have your idea (laughs) um and I was exposed to a lot of arts and a lot of culture in New York so very quickly I felt like I really wanted to I suppose celebrate the um, women who are doing such amazing things in New York um, and also seeing their perspective of things. Because I feel like in some ways um, there's, how do I describe this? I, I feel like in some ways America's quite progressive almost even more so than Australia. I feel like they're a bit of a step ahead of us. Really? Okay. And so when I, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I felt opinions anyway, and maybe that's because there's more people or maybe that's because, um, I don't know, word just spreads quicker over there. Yeah. Um, and so I started reaching out to a lot of um, artists and I wanted to chat to all different walks of life. And when I started, I first started reaching out to, you know, musicians and comedians and actresses, and then I was thinking, oh, what about lawyers, you know, what about all of the other amazing mm-hmm. um, yeah. occupations that women can have that maybe they're not necessarily celebrated in. Yeah, and yeah. the more I kind of um, dug, the more um, just incredible people I met. And I ended up having a um, full female and non-binary crew. Um, and it just felt like a really safe and wonderful place to, yeah, I just wanted to talk to people essentially. And then... I'm very um, attracted to very stylistic and dreamy aesthetics, so um, kind of intertwining an interview with something quite dreamy, I thought was a good way to kind of put people's messages across. Wow. Okay, that's that's an amazing um, story. That makes sense. It did definitely make sense, and it's um, it's it's beautiful that you were overseas, and and then this this sort of leads to this, and and meeting people. You know that's it's sort of one it's it's wonderful. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> it all it all just happens very um very quickly. I feel as soon as I I meet someone, I feel really inspired, and I feel like I have to create something. And when it's like that, it just makes creating art so easy to me. Yeah. 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 Now I want to look at the to talk about the short purr, and which is oh, such yeah. a beautiful, beautiful um sort of beautiful uh, short which embraces queer people and each individual in, each individual tells some of their story 
how did how did this begin and and how did this sort of create itself and yeah sure so i had um jaunty knight the director and the co-director rooney reach out to me um and they already had the idea kind of already had the wheels in motion and they just needed a producer and a production company to kind of bring it all to life yeah um they already had the cinematographer amy dello on board who's um someone I work with very closely and very often, we've become quite good friends from within the industry. Mm-hmm. And yeah, John T basically just reached out to me and said that they wanted um, a really, yeah, I guess, clear, positive production company to harness and help create this story and bring it to life. And it, it all happened very quickly, um, you know, within moments of John T reaching out to me, I think it was less than a month when we started filming and then the day after we filmed we got into another lockdown so <laughs> it was all very quick um but it was it was so wonderful to work with and, and just collaborating with so many creatives who all were there for one thing and that was to just celebrate the queer community in a very progressive and positive yes. way yeah. yeah that's what i found wonderful about about watching that really is really people embracing and positivity and 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 it's it, it's empowering in that way and it's it's about the beauty and it's about that and it's about expression um, Absolutely. and I think that so much more and more is being celebrated and it's something that we have to keep keep up and keep doing and yeah yeah um, now I just want to go into the other another short which is what goes around which is quite different (laughs) Um, and how how was it to act in that and then be behind the scenes so what goes around um so it's actually a feature film and it's on amazon prime um, which is again a fluke um (laughs) it was when um so i was living in the uk for quite some time and i was um acting and everything over there and when i was moving back um a friend who passed me in one of his very, very early pilots uh, reached out to me and said, hey, I've written a feature, um, I want you to star in it because we just had a good uh, relationship and a good friendship. Um, here's the script. And he's, you know, a massive horror um, <laughs> geek, I suppose, yeah. very attracted to, um, you know, 80s b-grade horrors and just the aesthetic of it all and so i i asked him if he had any producers on board and he said no so i said well i'm happy to produce it with you so that's actually the first thing i ever produced oh, wow. um okay. which was crazy because it was there was no budget absolutely no budget we did a little crowdfund to get a little something our way um it was a lot of big borrow and stealing um but we, yeah, it, so this was before, before Magella became Magella, really? okay. this was, yeah. yeah, this was before um, I started kind of having my branding as a feminist and a female empowerment production company, so yeah. it's something that's very close to my heart, not mm-hmm. so much because of the themes, but just because it was the first thing I ever made, you know, I um, met Amy Della on that shoot, and we've worked together ever since, yeah. and it was it was the beginning for me. So even though in a weird, horrific way, <laughs> <laughs> it was the beginning, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
so yeah okay <laughs> very bizarre <laughs> i can i just want to ask about when you sort of started your 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 sort of story into the film industry because you i think you started you said you started and um i read that you started as an actress um was that and then how did you sort of get into being directing it was just from the producing and creating that or I think you may have already sort of answered that question but was it when you finished high school you first thought uh, acting or well I guess um you know I grew up in a really rural town um in southwest Victoria Mm -hmm. um population of 1500 people okay. I was born and raised there and I knew that I wanted to do something creative and I guess the only thing that I knew that was creative to do with film for a woman was to be an actress mm. so that was my kind of search being like okay I want to be an actress I want to be an actress and I worked really hard towards this and um, when I moved overseas I um, was doing some private acting classes and um, with my old mentor, Bruce Alexander, and he started saying to me, you know, you seem really curious about <laughs> the direction of things and how we create things mm. almost more so than the acting side of things. Yeah. So he kind of took me under his wing and got me to assist him on a couple of shoots. Um, he shot a featurette in Portugal and I was his assistant for a month just the most incredible experience for me and so that's when I was like oh I think I want to work in production yeah um and then all the while I was writing well I was actually writing diary entries about um, a personal experience when I was working in a bar in London and Mm -hmm. um when I was writing it kind of like read as a script (laughs) so that's when I reached out to my old um, business partner, Christy, who's um, actually recently just left Magella and she's taken a different direction in her career. But um, at the time, I reached out to her and said, I've, I've accidentally started writing a play. Do you want to put it on for, with me? Um, and then, yeah, since then, I was kind of like, I think producing and directing is my thing. I really like this. And I, I still very much love acting. I just haven't done it in a while. Yeah. But it's it's funny because I think now that I've, I suppose, established, um, I suppose, a somewhat solid um, name for myself, mm-hmm. I would love to start writing things for myself because one thing I hated about acting was auditioning and having, you know, roles that don't even suit me and uh, all of the crap that comes with <laughs> being in front of the camera, I guess, so... Yeah, I think I will get back into it, but I think I love all three roles very equally and I, I get a lot more satisfaction, I suppose, out of directing and producing. Yeah. I, it, yeah, it's sort of like, it's an interesting kind of, as you say, the different sort of situation that you're in on, I suppose, on the film set and everything. Um, mm. Even though I, I don't work in the film industry, but um, I, I can sort of... I've worked taking photos of people in a photographic sense, in a setup mm. sense, and you know you are in a different position, and it's interesting, and you've kind of got a. I suppose I've also taken photos of of even my, you know, my partner, and there's sort of a, you know, it's a different kind of thing there as well. You know, Absolutely, yeah. it's funny you say that because um, my good friend uh, Phoebe Schmidt, who's a photographer, mm-hmm. she's doing my new headshots uh, oh. from Magella in December. 
yeah. and we're going for something really stylistic and a bit out there and I'm a bit nervous to be in front of the <laughs> camera I'm like oh I don't know about this anymore I've become quite comfortable being on the other end so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do want... your comfort zone though yeah. I think. I do want to ask you about the COVID videos that you did. That were, oh my was God. that a bit of therapy? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> is that alright? <laughs> did you like them? I do like them. They're very, I think, kind of therapeutic with the humour. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So I filmed them. Um, I moved into a new apartment in, I think it was in July last year. So very deep in. Stage four lockdowns. Yeah. And um, my friend, who is also a filmmaker, Alex Galloway, um, she was in between houses and I had a spare room. So I said, Well, why don't you just move in with me and at least I can have some company during all these lockdowns? Yeah. Um, And very quickly, you know, two bored creatives being completely locked into an apartment um, (laughs) decided (laughs) to make some fun out of it. Yeah. yeah, we just made some really weird clips that we both like stylistic things. We both know we're in a lockdown. How can we make, I suppose, ironic light of the situation? I think, I do think they're quite brilliant. And I think that, um, you know, I think people look back on what artists have created during this time and there'll be, you know, there'll, there'll, there'll be pieces there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> by books, movies, imagination, or day-to-day, usually? Oh, oh, that's such a beautiful question. I'd say, oh, I used to love reading books, and my dad hates the fact that I don't read books anymore. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Purely because I'm so busy. Yeah. I'm such yeah. a book, book person. But um, I would say, like, at my current stage, I'm inspired by definitely day-to-day life. Yeah, yeah. And definitely current films. Um, especially if you watch something, you know, I, I just went and saw at Zola the other day um, at the Toledo Rooftop Cinema, and I was mm-hmm. just like, this is exactly the kind of film I want to make. Oh, my God, I feel so inspired. And I started yeah. jotting down ideas, you know, based off the aesthetic that, that they created. So... experiences because I um I I write too as well and um you know my my poetry comes from a lot of just sitting somewhere I don't know where and just even observing what's going on and and just what's what music's playing or what I've seen that day Mm. I love that I love that so much I'd love to read your poetry as well oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of (laughs) clips that you've done um sure. yeah what, what's something you've done you can tell us recently that as that, in music videos yeah music videos yeah so i um 
double in either directing or producing. So mm. if something kind of comes to me and I feel that it connects with me creatively and I have a really good idea as a director to create it, I'll either direct and produce it or I'll hire a freelance producer to uh, produce it and I'll direct it. Yeah. But if something comes through to me and I'm like, oh my God, I know the perfect director for this um, artist or the perfect director for this kind of vibe, um, I will collaborate with other directors for sure. I think the best thing about the creative arts is that you can collaborate yeah, yeah. and that you can all come together to make this one perfect thing. Um, so, oh, I don't even know what I've made lately. Um, I've been working a lot <laughs> okay. with, um, <laughs> been working a lot with Phoebe Schmidt, who I mentioned before, she's a photographer, she's also a director, and we did a music video for Benoffi, um, who I'm actually quite a huge fan of, and that was great, that was really fun, Phoebe's very st- highly stylized, and I think I, I get a lot of satisfaction from producing something for a director that comes up with ideas that I could never come up with in a million years. Mm. Um, you know, I, and uh, Gianna Mazzeo, I also work with her quite a lot. Um, and they just come at me with these incredible ideas. I'm like, wow, your brain did that? I, my brain couldn't, couldn't do that. Let's make it. It's rad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, God, oh. Tommy Morio is another great director. Um, we made a lot of music videos for the artist Ecosia, and then also um, Wanjay, who's down for the great little sister. Um, and yeah, we just make really, yeah, really cool, feminine, very dreamy, um, colorful music videos. And they're so fun. Music videos are so fun because there's no limits. Doesn't yeah. have to make sense, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And they're beautiful too, so. Thank you. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I'm going to ask, this is getting down to the final questions now, but sure. when you're overseas, what are some of your favourite cities to be in? Um, I hold London very close to my heart because I, I lived there for three years. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that was actually the turning point. I grew a lot while I was there mm. and, um, that was the, I guess, the changing of my career path from actor into production. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't know if I would have had that as realization if I wasn't there. Yeah. Um, I love LA. I actually won the uh, green card lottery, <laughs> which is quite crazy. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I, it's, I've entered every year and I got an email uh, in May this year saying that I won. And I will basically have working rights in the States. So um, I'm hoping to move to LA because when I visited there, I just felt so inspired. I felt the people there so incredible. And, um, and you know, it's the film there is just amazing. So, yeah, I would say they're probably my two most favorite cities. I love Melbourne. Um, Melbourne, to me, is still quite exotic to be honest because you know I was born and raised very uh in a very isolated community and when I moved to Melbourne I was like oh my god this is the biggest city in the world and then uh, I moved to London I'm like oh my god this is the biggest city in the world (laughs) so um you know I I find Melbourne home to me um and I'll I'll probably always keep coming back here because I I do think it's a really beautiful city and it's 
it's um it's full of just so many incredible people especially I, I love my generation and I love the generation um younger than us because I'm really excited to see what they create and uh, there's a lot of unlearning and relearning for us to do and I feel like Melbourne really embraces that in a really positive way so mm. yeah well, they are my favourites. <laughs> that's lovely to hear, to end on, 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 on those cities and, and especially Melbourne. That's really beautiful to say. Um, and uh, thank you so much for being on T and Bicky's podcast for Midsummer Festival. No, thank you. That's Thanks really... for having me. It was a pleasure to talk to you. You too. So thank you so much. Tea, um, this is tea, um, this is tea, um, this is tea, um,